Kevin, good afternoon and good morning. How are you, mate? Uh, good afternoon and good morning. I'm doing well. What about yourself? Very well, man. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming on because, number one, you're on holiday, also known as vacation. And number two, because not many carnivores or omnivores have agreed on the offer to come on and have a chat. Wow. Do the whole veganism versus um, carnism, should we call it, uh, debate. So thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. I'm surprised, though. I mean, but hey, <clears throat> I'm open for, you know, all topics, all discussions. Uh, like we were talking earlier, I mean, you're a human just like I am, right? So having a problem or issue with somebody that just has a different diet, I think it's kind of crazy. So, you know. Yeah, I do agree. And also, it took me 26 years to make the switch. So it's not like I was vegan since birth. You know what I mean? So... Uh, I'm 31 now, so for the last five years I've been plant-based. Okay. Um, you know, I don't, I don't look down on others, and I don't, you know, I do try and push the vegan message, uh, you know, for obvious reasons. But you know, I'm not going to sit here and call you a scumbag for eating chicken and, and or whatever. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, man. So I saw your, I saw you were friends or online friends with the carnivore girl Rachel, who did a podcast mm -hmm. with Stefano, and I saw one of your comments in the um video section that said basically something to do with crop deaths and i invited you to have a chat and here we are so thank you very much um so first of all mate i mean i won't go down i won't delve straight into the crop deaths i'll let's just talk about your position and what you believe um what i'll take it you're anti-vegan uh completely or is it just you prefer meat or you think it's healthier or wh what's your position what's your view on it all well, I wouldn't say I'm anti-vegan. Um, I think I am um, anti um, not trusting in science and research. <clears throat> I'm 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 anti um, history from the standpoint of you know denying history and denying what my grand you know great grandparents and great 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 grandparents and uh, people a long time ago. Um, the knowledge and the understanding that they had, right? That's the only, if you want to sum it, sum it up, that's kind of my issue that I have with people uh, who deny certain things. But sometimes I understand that a lot of people um, just don't really have the knowledge or the information or simply the understanding, right? Um, I did a video the other day talking about um, psychology and how from the time we're born, someone has influenced our subconscious. Mm -hmm. Someone has been jockeying or juxtaposing or positioning themselves to have the influence on our subconscious. And what that means is if you understand anything about psychology and you understand how the, the, the conscious and the subconscious mind works, most of us make decisions not based upon what we actually know, but we make decisions based upon our subconscious mind that retained information throughout our entire life. And so we make conscious decisions, which is uh, without thought, right, based upon our subconscious. And so the reason why you marry the person you marry, the reason why you eat the food you eat, the reason why you dress the way you dress, the way you think, the schools that you go to, everything about how you process information from a 
a natural standpoint was influenced by someone or, or, or multiple people. And so we live in this in this world where we make conscious decisions. And a lot of times, right, I have and I, I know without a shadow of doubt you have. How many times have we been so wrong about something? We were adamant. We were strong. You know, we said, I'm right. And we were wrong. Right. And so yeah. <clears throat> that's kind of where I'm at You know, right now is is. Uh, looking at things from that standpoint, understanding why people do what they do. Mm -hmm. So I take it that you, did you turn plant-based at one point? Yes. And then since doing the plant-based diet, you've come to realize that what you thought about it is completely wrong and you were maybe fed a lie. Um, is that true? And then there may be a bit, be a bit of propaganda in place that you think is going on. Is that, is that, am I right there? Yeah, that's a fair assessment. So I was plant-based twice. Mm -hmm. First time I watched the documentary and was like, I'm done, you know. Um, then I ended up going back to eating meat again. And <clears throat> I had some health challenges. Um, and so I assumed that the problem was the meat, but I still was eating processed foods, ultra-processed foods, you know, the seed oils, the candies, the, the, the sodas, the sugars, all the other things that are known uh, um, toxins and known uh, have known toxins and chemicals and things that are, you know, bad for the human uh, anatomy. Um, I ignored all of that. And I said, oh, you know, my uh, one of my friends uh, suggested that I watch this guy on YouTube and he seemed to be very knowledgeable and he was a herbalist and he was, you know, saying, hey, meat is the reason why. We have disease because of the mucus and all this stuff, but totally ignoring the fact that I also stopped eating the junk, right? And so when a lot of the issues that I had went away, I was like, oh, see, the problem is the meat. But I, I, I totally ignored the fact that I stopped eating all the carcinogens and the seed oils and everything that was harmful to my body. Mm -hmm. So... If I were to say, okay, I'm going to start eating meat again mm -hmm. and I'm going to eat, you know, processed meat, I'm going to eat KFC, I'm going to eat all the fatty meats, all the, you know, processed fast food rubbish, um, you know, and then had health problems from that. Um, would you say that that's the same as, you know, someone going vegan and eating the, the processed vegan rubbish? Would you say that's the same thing? So maybe the problem... It, lies just within processed rubbish you know so so for instance i'm not going to sit here and say everyone who eats lean clean cut beef is going to you know get disease at 50 years old and you know turn into a cabbage and whatever you know i'm going to sit here and be honest and say i don't think that's the truth i think that the problem is processed food um and because processed meat is so widely available i think that is the problem um for meat eaters um would you say that's the same thing or? Um, yes and no. Um, so there's two things going on. So when you when you consume processed meats, right, you are getting the carcinogens, you are getting the toxins, you are getting the high sodium, you are getting the seed oils and the chemicals, right? Um, I just posted an article the other day where there's a bill that California just uh, either they passed or it's in the process 
it's passed, but it's being implemented in 2025, where they're blocking, I believe, five known uh, hazardous chemicals in food. <clears throat> and so, and one of them, I believe, is uh, Red 40. Um, and so, when you consume the process, you know, the KFCs and the different, you know, types of McDonald's and the different processed foods, so you are eating a lot of chemically induced, a lot of sugar, a lot of seed oils, a lot of uh, things that are harmful to the body, but you're also getting some beneficial uh, nutrients that you would normally not receive if you were eating just just say a plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. So it's a catch-22 because it's bad for you from the standpoint of how those chemicals interact with the body and how they harm the body. And it, they're known. It's not like uh, you have to do a, a lot of research and they're known, right? But yet these companies are still allowed to do it. There's a lot of chemicals that are banned, say in the UK or in other countries that here in the US, they literally just put it in the food. Mm -hmm. so, so I would say yes and no. Yeah. So okay. So um, you would say that processed vegan food is crap. Processed meat is crap. But processed meat would be better for the vitamins and nutrients that you do get from the meat that's in the processed meat. That you correct. Yeah. Yep. So if we were to take that away and say, you know, let's let's just forget processed food. Let's say you've got a omnivore. I'm not even going to talk about carnivore. Let's just say it's an omnivore diet, and you eat clean, grass-fed um, beef, chicken, whatever. All this, you know, clean meat, uh, along with whole foods. And then you've got someone who, like me, who eats a whole foods plant-based diet. Um, I do eat a little bit of crap. I'm not going to lie, but I'm saying let's just say that you've got two scenarios where processed food is just out the equation. Would you say that it's unhealthy? to eat a whole food, uh, a whole food plant-based diet without meat? Yeah, I would say that. Um, so there's a lot of things that I think the average, we'll just say the average person, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't want to minimize or uh, belittle or, or make somebody feel less than, but the average person who, uh, you know, let's, I'll just say vegan, right? The average plant-based person a lot of people don't take the time to do the necessary research to understand why or how the conclusion came about for a person to say you have to only eat plants in order to be healthy where did that come from who's funding that right and what am i missing so i used to be plant-based and one of the things that before I even got into the nutritional aspect, one of the things that I did when I was plant based, I listened to a lot of people online on YouTube and <clears throat> I read books and stuff, but it was very narrow minded. Right. Um, and what I mean by that is it was only I only read the information based upon what these people taught. And what I realized after the fact was they they told a lot of half truths and I didn't I didn't understand that until Rachel the one who you know I commented on something that she posted reached out to me one day uh, because of Dr. Sean Baker uh, and said hey listen you know do you mind if I share some information with you 
with you and another young lady uh, by the name of Deliberately Callie reached out to me and did the same thing. So I was like, sure, sure, sure. You know, like rolling my eyes. Yeah, I'll look at it. <clears throat> and so what I found out was a couple of things. So the first thing we need to understand is when it comes to nutrition, right? The human body, it doesn't matter what color you are, fat, short, tall, doesn't matter, right? The human body needs two things to survive, vitamins and minerals. And when you look at meat and dairy, meat and dairy has all of the vitamins and minerals that you need to survive and be, be, be optimal and healthy. Now, plants have some of the majority of the minerals that you need to survive minus things like creatine, minus things like DHA, minus things like uh, D3. There's D2 and D3 vitamins, and D3 is it's a, a more bioavailable, better uh, source of, uh, of a vitamin. Mm -hmm. um, it lacks um, uh, retinol. And <clears throat> so those are some of the things that you can't find in plants, right? Uh, I believe there's also, um, let's see, vitamin A and not C. I'm missing something. Um, but we'll, 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 we'll start there. Um, so you have creatine, DHA, D3, retinol, um, and uh, they're very important. Um, you B12. Oh, yes. There you go. B12. See? B12. Very yeah. important. And, oh, I forgot. Heme iron. Mm -hmm. Well, there's non-heme iron in plants, and then there's heme iron. When you when you look into an understanding how uh, how nutrients are bioavailable, that's a word that a lot of people should look into. There is bioavailable and kind or semi bioavailable and then non bioavailable. And so foods that are more bioavailable, meaning that the body can absorb them almost completely based upon your gut health and you know your nutrition health almost completely or mostly all the way right um and so when you just look at those nutrients by themselves retinol is responsible for eyesight uh when i was on a plant-based diet my eyesight started going bad and i hear a lot of people who say the same thing their eyesight started being affected um you also have something called um, your your um, storage on, you know, so when we consume something, um, it, it gets converted into vitamins and minerals. And we use some for energy, we use some for as the body needs it, and then the rest of it gets stored, right? Like your cholesterol and your vitamins and minerals, they get stored. Mm -hmm. and you can use it later. Let's say you're on a fast or let's say you're somewhere where you can't get any food. Your body goes into your reserves and utilizes it. Now, you're on a plant-based diet and you're not getting heme iron, you're not getting DHA, you're not getting creatine, you're not getting B12, right? You're not getting D3 
from those plants so your body goes into your reserves and starts to utilize those well over time um, your cholesterol and all of those nutrients that I just named starts to deplete mm -hmm. so now you have brittle bones you have cavities your brain function your brain function starts to be affected you're having brain fog memory issues um, you're becoming infertile there's a lot of things that happened when your body lacked those necessary nutrients mm -hmm. I know that was kind of long-winded but I had to kind of no, know, man, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah don't worry about that um yeah so obviously I could sit here and say you know there's plenty of healthy vegans um I do meet a lot of vegans I've got a little bit uh, food business and you know people come in and out daily um I could sit here and say, you know, there's plenty of, you know, these nutritional bodies saying that plant, a plant-based diet is optimal for health. And I could sit here and say, there's a study that says this, and you could say, vegans don't get this. But rather than go back and forth with studies and me trying to disprove what you've just said, uh, I'd like to ask how you think, you know, these long-term vegans and these vegan athletes and vegan bodybuilders and people like myself who... I think, you know, I'm in decent shape and health. I've had my blood work done. Um, I speak to people on a daily basis. How could you reply to physical evidence that it is okay to, to cut out meat? And also, how would you kind of explain, you know, the one billion Hindus on the planet, you know, who, who, who have never ate meat in their life? Um, it's the physical evidence that I wanted to ask you about, you know, rather than, site references and you know say you know this is true this is true we'd be here all day kind of thing so what, what do you think about the the physical evidence yeah no that's a good question um so i'll start with the hindus right or or yeah i'll say the hindus um <clears throat> so i've listened to people from that culture um talk to that point and they say you know one of the underlining things that aren't really reported um, are the nutritional deficiencies that a lot of uh, people in that culture who don't eat meat suffer with. Um, it's not heavily reported because it's a cultural thing. A lot of people don't notice uh, what's going on because the information we get, right, is mainly from what's reported to us. It's mainly mainstream media. It's mainly magazines and books who, if you really want to be honest, has an agenda. Um, oh, and you mean look, an agenda to push veganism on the, correct. In the modern world? I believe the opposite, but carry on. Yeah. If you look at history, right, mm -hmm. the, the diet that you just referenced didn't actually start until a time period of colonialism or uh, 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 oppression. If you go back before that, they did eat a lot of meat and dairy, but it wasn't until a certain time frame that that came to be. Uh, and you can say the same thing for uh, the Western world and you know Europe. A lot of people ate what they could plant. They ate what they can farm and harvest. They ate their own uh, substance and it wasn't until a certain time period in the 20, 1920s 30s 50s and on where 
the processed foods came in because of the war and different things like that. Um, I just read an article uh, citing um, during uh, World War II, and they were talking about here in the U.S. how many people who lived in the rural areas, uh, you know, in the country areas, didn't have access. They didn't even know about certain processed foods until they started advertising it in the magazines and different things like that mm -hmm. is when people started entertaining the processed foods with the grocery stores and different things like that. So there was a push at some point to convince people, whether it was necessity or scarcity, uh, and more people started eating a certain way. So that's the first aspect to that question, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you, you know, I advise that you look into uh, uh, history when it comes to the Hindu people and uh, when they really started eating that way. Um, and also look into how, you know, the disease and the different sicknesses have skyrocketed, right? Uh, I, I do believe that the Hindus have been predominantly vegetarian for thousands and thousands of years. Uh, but in, in, in reference to, you know, canned um produce and um you know like you know like you said after the war uh, processed food and that push it is true that where there's money to be made these big mm -hmm. companies will push um like you said for you know canned beans which wasn't around before the war and whatever else but in terms of pushing this agenda um i think you earlier on you said something about um you know brainwashing and and how we make decisions based on other people's influence and whatever mm -hmm. else uh, I actually screenshotted earlier um, a caption from one of your videos, which relates to what you just said. And it says, some people might say you are responsible for the decisions you make in life. That's not entirely correct. From birth, we have been influenced by many outside voices, parents, siblings, friends, school, TV commercials, magazines, music. All these influences have shaped or is controlling your subconscious mind. Um, seen as 95% of people are not vegan, uh, there or thereabouts. I think it's like 8% actually vegan in the US. Um, the UK, we, don't, we won't ever know the true numbers, but let's just call it 95% of people eat meat and they eat dairy when it is unnecessary. Do you not think that the agenda is on the other foot where, for instance, a vegan activist will go on uh, the BBC and he'll get ridiculed? Um, you know, there's never no good press at any vegan protests or any... Um, env environmental protests or anything like that. So, from my understanding, the agenda that you know that that, that these elites are pushing uh, would be actually the opposite, where they le le lead us to believe since birth that we need milk, that we need breast milk from a cow, that we need cheese, that we need this for calcium, that we need you know uh, meat for protein, uh, which obviously isn't isn't true. Uh, would you not say that that, the, that it's actually the opposite? that we've been brainwashed into believing that we need these products rather than eating whole, whole food, uh, plant-based? So no, I'm going to say no to your question because the reason why I say agenda is because this is something new. This, this mm -hmm. push heavily by the powers that be uh, for veganism and plant-based is a new phenomenon. This is what not something... So if we go back to what I was saying earlier, excuse me. if I was to say to you, do you know that the body produces cholesterol? What would you say to that? 
the body produces cholesterol. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know too much about cholesterol, to be honest. Um, okay. I haven't had to, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know too much about it. Um, the only thing I know about cholesterol is I've had my bloods tested and everything was quite, quite good. Um, but no, uh, okay. what, was, what was the point with cholesterol, sorry? So <clears throat> the body makes 70% of the cholesterol that you need. Mm-hmm. So that tells you, um, and this is all facts, you can look this up, right? Um, the body makes 70% of the cholesterol that you need for health. So that means you need cholesterol. Cholesterol is not a bad thing. We've been told here with, you know, and that's why I say I believe it's a new phenomenon. We've been told cholesterol is bad since the 19 whatever they've been pushing. Cholesterol is bad. Stay away from cholesterol. But the body makes cholesterol. The rest of the cholesterol that you need comes from the food that you eat. So why does the body make cholesterol? The body makes cholesterol because cholesterol is what your cells need to be optimal. Cholesterol is what's needed to convert um, vitamin D into uh, the necessary uh, um, nutrients that it needs for your body to to get uh, vitamin D, Mm -hmm. right? So what happens is, and vitamin K is also responsible. So what happens is people say, go out in the sun and get vitamin D. But the sun doesn't give you vitamin D. Your body converts what's already there. Your body also makes vitamin D. The rest of the vitamin D you get from food. So the, the, um, so the point of what I'm trying to say is uh, cholesterol is not a bad thing. And the cells actually need cholesterol to be optimal. But yet, you hear, stay away from cholesterol because cholesterol will make you, and the saturated fats give you uh, uh, LDL and it gives you low, uh, you know, lipoproteins. And it's not necessarily true. Um, so that's one thing I'll say to that. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I'm not too clued up with cholesterol, but I have heard the D3 linked to cholesterol. Uh, I think there's something else linked to it as well. Is it calcium or something is linked to um, Yes, I believe it's calcium because it helps uh, with the conversion. And that's another thing that people don't understand. Like when you take supplements, <clears throat> taking a supplement is not the same as getting your nutrients from food because they don't convert the same way. And it has to be a specific conversion in order for you to get that optimal nutrition that you need. Um, an example of that, right? When I was on a plant-based diet, I started having brain fog. I started having memory issues. I was mm-hmm. fatigued all the time, and I would, you know, have like almost blackout episodes where I was, you know, feel like I was about to pass out. Mm-hmm. And what I found out was our brain is fat. Our brain is a fatty, you know, organ, mm-hmm. and our brain is heavily. Uh, heavily relies on cholesterol and saturated fat. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so when I could, when I started eating meat again, the brain fog went away, the dizzy spells went away. And even at my job, people were, were complaining that I was forgetting stuff, you know, cause I'm in a um, leadership role. And so people, you know, report to me and I was forgetting stuff and I couldn't remember. And I would say to myself, like, I know I'm sharper than this. I'm like, what, you know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. 
but it wasn't until I added the 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 fats, the good fats, into my diet, is when everything started coming back. The, you know, the mental clarity came back, and mm-hmm. I'm even getting like awarded for stuff now, and it just night and day. Yeah. Well, the problem I got is, you know, I'm not saying you're a liar. I'm saying there's many factors in life that can affect different things, you know, and pe- mm-hmm. people put it down to diets. They they like I'll give you an example. Um, you know, for a good while, um, I'm not going to lie, my sex drive was low. Spoke to other people. Now, out of all the people I know, especially plant-based people, my diet is probably the best. That's just me being honest, saying, look, I've got all the stuff behind me. I've got all the, the herbs, the spices, this, that. You know, I've, I've got I've got the resources at my feet to help me to, to, to eat, eat a, a, clean, a cleaner diet. Everyone I spoke to said, no, I'm fine. Uh, 10 years vegan, 15 years vegan, five years vegan. So then I thought, okay, it can't be my diet. So what's changed in my life? The only thing that I thought was, okay, I've gone from having zero stress to having a lot of stress. So that that shift from no stress, to, that's where I've pointed it. So if I didn't think about that, I could have said, okay, I'm going to put that problem down to my diet. And then when I, when I start reading, uh, looking into it and reading into it, then I can look at it and go, oh, no way. You know, uh, I'm missing vitamin D3, which is linked to, to cholesterol or testosterone or stuff like that. But my point is, there's many things that can obviously affect it. So would you not say that maybe you you weren't eating certain foods or you didn't have a, the right balance? Uh, were you stressed at the time? Um, did you lose a couple of quid and you had financial worries? Is there anything else that it could have been? Or are you 100% sure that it, it was down to your diet? Yeah, and so one of the things that I think that a lot of us do um, when it goes back to the the subconscious, right, and psychology. So there are things in life that are factual. And what I mean by factual, you know, uh, let's say vitamin D, right, D3. You you, you mentioned that you saw that that's linked to um, conversion of uh, testosterone and different things like that. And so there's certain things that are that are factual, right? If you, if you do any type of research, whether you're plant-based or not, both science, right? Doesn't matter, you know, where, what your nutritional ideology is, science agrees that you need certain nutrients for optimal health. There, there, it, it doesn't matter which way you lean, those are facts, right? Based on, upon anatomy and, and anatomy structure. Um, and so the reason why I attributed it to my diet change is because I was, I didn't eat meat. I mean, I ate a, a, a meat diet. Then I went plant-based. I was actually plant-based twice. Um, I went plant-based and then I went back to eating meat, and then I went back to being plant-based again. <clears throat> my health declined a lot before I decided to go plant-based. I had a lot of issues mm-hmm. going on in my body. I had erectile dysfunction. I had uh, urinating large amounts of blood. Um, I had arthritis, uh, lower back pain, just a lot of stuff, right? And I went plant-based, and many of those things went away. Um, but I attributed it to, it wasn't the fact that I went plant-based, but it was the fact that I stopped eating a lot of the junk, 
right? I cut a lot of the junk out of my, my diet. So a lot of the stuff that I was dealing with went away. But the brain fog started happening. The memory issues started happening. The fatigue started happening uh, on a plant-based diet. And so if it was other things, I would say maybe let me think of, from a different uh, perspective. I wasn't stressed out. Um, I think that the only difference between from the time I incorporated the meat and dairy was literally my diet. And so once I incorporated that, the the mental fog started going away week by week. The brain fog went away. My mental clarity came back. And then now I am, I'm super sharp. Mm-hmm. And to the point where people are like, hey, something's different about you. Hey, Kevin's, you know, I'm getting all these accolades. And that's literally the only thing that, that changed. Mm-hmm. And so once I did my research, because that's what I do now, I do a lot of research. Um, I don't just, if, if, if you tell me something today, I am not going to repeat that out of my mouth. I will literally get off this interview and go and look up what you said, multiple articles, multiple different uh, aspects, because I learned when I was on a plant-based diet that I was just regurgitating what I heard people say, and I wasn't really going and doing my own research. But now I'm an avid reader. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. Yeah. So you do your research, I do my research, which is why I don't want to go too much into this at the minute, because like I said, you can find anything on the internet, especially something that you want to believe. Uh, I think we can both agree on that, that if I wanted to go and find good things about uh, taking methamphetamine, then I probably could. Oh, you know, <laughs> it reduces uh, it reduces depression and whatever else. So yeah, I'm going to take some pills. You, you can you can find good and bad with, with every side <laughs> of everything. Um, so just going back on to plant-based athletes, uh, I've written a few down. You know there's loads, Patrick Baboumian, uh, Delgado, Jim Harris, Robert Cheek, big blokes. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got the likes of Venus Williams, Hector Bellerin, Novak Djokovic, Alex Morgan, the USA soccer player, I think it is, or is that Chloe? Uh, Chris, you've got all the, I've got a list of top athletes here who are performing at the elite level. Mm-hmm. If they were sat here now having this conversation with you, because obviously I'm not a nutritionist and, you know, I, I believe from my own and other people's experiences and stories what to, I'm, what to do. I'm actually in the process of getting my certs for a nutrition, uh, nutritionist right now. Yeah. Well, I could, okay, then instead of saying I could sit here and put, um, put a plant-based athlete here, what would you do if I put a plant-based nutritionist here who was saying the opposite to you? It's, it's not really going to get anywhere. What would you say to physical evidence of someone sitting here who's competing at the top of their game. I'll give you an example. My mate has just won the Edinburgh Marathon. He's a complete vegan. He hasn't he hasn't eaten meat since birth. Um, his mom and dad grew up uh, working next door to a slaughterhouse. They didn't like it. Um, he turned vegan about four or five years ago. So he's never eaten meat in his life and he's just won the Edinburgh Marathon. What would you say to him sitting here now saying, you know, you don't get enough D3, you don't get enough vitamins? What would your reply be to that? Or him saying so, that I am healthy. Yeah, and so so here's the thing, right? I think this is where we tend to kind of go off a little bit. Not you, but just in general, just the, yeah. the idea of the conversation, right? So here's the thing. Plant-based or veganism is a lifestyle choice, right? Meaning that people choose to eat that way, right? Mm-hmm. 
But the problem that I have is when you try to convince others that that way is healthier or that way is the right way to eat, right? And here's why I'm saying that, because for eons, we've been eating meat. There's no society that originated, per se, on a plant-based diet. That's not... What about the ancient Egyptians 12,000 years ago who lived off wheat and rye and barley? What would you say about that? What would you say about, you know, before before we had the ability to, you know, make tools and, and what, well, let me, let me what, finish what happened my, before? Sorry, go on, yeah. Just, let me finish yeah. my point. So, and that's, that's, that's another problem I have. When you look into when you, like you said, you can find anything you want to prove your point. But if you really look into what I'm saying, right? What I'm saying to you is veganism is a choice. It's not the fact that it's it's better or it's 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 more healthy. It's a choice. Like I said earlier, there's no side that would argue that the body needs certain nutrients to, to function optimal, right? You can interview a thousand people and they will tell you when I went on a plant-based diet, my health tanked. The only difference between what I'm doing today and what I did a month ago or a year ago on a plant-based diet was I literally stopped eating meat and started eating plants and my health deteriorated. So, so those are facts. You can't, uh, you can't deny that. So I think looking at a person who is successful of doing something doesn't really prove that that's the right or wrong way. I think that's a choice. But I would say my grandparents and my great grandparents ate meat all their lives, and they lived to be, you know, my great great grandmother lived to be almost a hundred. So I agree. I think, yeah, I agree. I, you know, you know, yeah. my, my my ancestors are the same. You know, what I mean, I, I mean, my family at the minute, are, you know, big meat is their parents, the parents before that. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that they were eating chickpea salad. You know, what I mean, they they were big right. meat eaters. You know, um, my point is, we're in we're in a, you know a, a stage in you know in in our in our time where it's not like it was. You know, we, we we're not we're not in the woods. We're not killing animals the way that we once were, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. What other aspects of our ancestors', ancestors behaviour would we also copy, you know what I mean? So invading countries, killing each other, raping. I, I understand. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree and say, mm -hmm. you know, we never ate meat because we obviously did. It doesn't mean that we're biologically designed to do so because I don't think we are. You know, we've got no claws, we've got no big teeth, we've got no big intestines. Um, I don't well, think we were designed to. Not, it's not to say that we haven't for a long, long period of time, mm -hmm. but we're not in these times anymore. So my view on it is, you know, if if, if you're going to behave like we did for centuries, then why are you not invading countries and, you know, hitting people with axes? You know what I mean? It doesn't kind of make sense to me that we're in this age now and we, we're a lot, you know, cleverer than we were before. So two, two points, right? So <clears throat> you mentioned claws and fangs and stuff like that but a pot is a tool a knife is a tool a blender is a tool um, seasonings are tools right and so even if you're saying that you know 
we're not uh, using tools to hunt and kill meat. We people still use tools to cook vegetables and 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 harvest stuff and cut and chop and cook. So I think the premise is really the same, right? We both use tools regardless. Um, I don't need to use a tool though to to you know to produce wheat or you know back in the day or whatever or to to let's just say crack a nut open or eat a piece of fruit or you know pick berries from a tree. Mm-hmm. We don't need tools to do that. You know what I mean? So I know what you're saying now. I can get a knife and I've got a blender before the blender, you know, before the blender was introduced, I'm talking about, you know, like, like the saying goes, if you put a child, um, in a room with a rabbit and an apple, he'll eat the apple and play with the rabbit. Cause I don't think we, you know, someone, someone said on a podcast the other day, they said, if we were designed to kill and chase meat, you'd, you'd walk your dog in the park and, and you'd be chasing the squirrel. Um, cause that's what you, you would be designed to do, but I don't think we, I just can't see how, you know, anyone, especially in this day and age, I mean, people, people wouldn't have a prayer in, in the wild, you know what I mean? Um, and, and everyone I speak to says they wouldn't kill an animal, animal, but if you wouldn't kill it, then I don't think we, we, we designed to do so, you know what I mean? Not, not unless you're a savage, unless you're a, you know, someone violent who goes out kicking dogs and stabbing cows in a field you know what i mean so what would you say about that what what well i think you have to also look at and that's what i said earlier about uh the subconscious and psychology i think you have to look at and understand that that's a new thought and what i mean by that is prior to the way you just made that statement people were killing their own animals because they lived on farms and it was more of a culture where you had chicken, chickens and you, you had eggs and you had goats and sheep and cows and you drank milk and you made butter and all these different things. And so the mindset of the average family was more hunter gatherer. You did because there was no grocery stores. You, you didn't plant crops in the wintertime. And so you had to rely on uh, certain food. You didn't have in order to eat cashews and eat nuts to get protein, right? Chickpeas and all these things like that. Well, let's stick with the nuts. You have to be able to to roast them and crack them open. And uh, you can't eat raw cashews and survive, right? Uh, and so I think the ideology behind what you're saying, it's, it, it's more new age. Because if you, if you talk to a great-grandparent's, killing an animal was nothing because that's what they do. You know, they grab it, wring the neck, drop it in the water, boil it, pull the feathers off, and it's done. That was that was n- normal. You know, it was oh, it would right. be normal. Right. So I think what you're saying, not to sound rude, but it sounds good, but I think it's not where we it's new age. It's it's a new thing to think that way. Also, have you have you seen any Viking documentaries where they jump off a boat and slay villages? And you know they 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 obviously used to kill humans mm-hmm. for fun, just as you would kill um, you know a cow for food. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is we're not in those times anymore. So if you speak to, if you speak, if you go outside and interview a hundred people, ninety nine out of a hundred people would say, "Oh, I could never kill an animal." And my point is, if you're not a violent person and you're not barbaric and you're in this new modern world where we're wrapped in cotton wool, um, especially in the West. 
why would you then fund industries that you know go against what you believe um so like i know this is a very typical question but if you saw me um beating up uh, no not, not even beating up if you saw me chopping up a dog you know this is a very typical question what what would you say oh i would definitely say something about that um but you know why why would you say something why do you think because i've never eaten a dog and I don't know any of my ancestors who have, right? And so dogs to me were always pets. I had, you know, pets growing up. So I, I don't see a dog as food or something that should be killed in that way. I do know that there are cultures who eat dogs and cats and stuff like that, but that's their understanding. Um, and so the reason why I would say something is because to me, a dog isn't food. To me, a dog is a pet. And so the mindset to say, because I'm, we'll say domesticated, right? Because we're domesticated to love animals, uh, we're putting animals for food and animals for pets in the same category. And that's where I think uh, the disconnect is because that's where I don't agree. I think that thinking that way of saying that if you wouldn't kill a human, why would you kill a, a sheep for food? I don't think that that those two correlates because based upon nutrition and health and history, right? Not saying that we can't change, but to not eat meat is a new ideology that I think that it's not a fair assessment to ask a question. If you wouldn't do this, why would you do that? Because they don't fall in the same category. That's okay. just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So going back on to what you said about our subconscious mind and how we we've been led and, you know, by, you know, we've been, uh, what's the word, pushed in a certain direction by people who were not, you know, what, what, what we would choose ourselves. I mean, like I said, with the baby, you put a rabbit in an apple in front of a child. It doesn't know that it's been told yet to eat the rabbit or eat an animal. It would just naturally eat the, eat the, eat the apple. Um, so going back on to what you said about that, just based on where you're from, just like religion, um, you will be led to believe that it's okay to eat, for, for your instance, you know, pigs, cows, chickens, fish. Um, if you were born in Kurdistan, you would eat horse. If you were born in China, you would eat rats. So would you not agree that, I mean, would you look at China and say they're somewhat brainwashed to think that it's normal to eat a rat or eat a dog? Um, and why doesn't that apply to the West? where we just think that it's okay to eat these certain animals. So what I'm saying is veganism is kind of like an atheism where you've stepped back and said, I don't agree with this, 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 or this. Whereas each individual country will look at other cultures and say, you've been culturally conditioned to think it's okay to skin a dog or boil a dog alive. You know, if, um, is it the Indians who, who look at a, a cow as sacred? Mm -hmm. They would look at, you know, you in the US and say, why the hell are you eating a cow? So what, what makes it right and wrong um, in each culture? Well, let's go back to the baby scenario. Um, when you think of a, a child, a child has been fed for nine months, seven, eight, nine months, depending on how long it stays in this mother's womb, from the mother, right? It never had to fend for food because it was given to them, right? Um, and then as a child 
grows, you teach the child uh, right and wrong. And so, you know, when you look at a, a child that would potentially eat the apple and pet the rabbit, um, you can say, well, see, that's a prime example of us knowing that we are not meant to eat meat because a child will eat an apple versus an animal. But I don't, I don't think that's a fair assessment because the child is, it's helpless. The child's, you know, and so the easier logical aspect, yeah, the, the apple is red and shiny. Um, and so, you know, it might eat the, the, the apple, but I wouldn't stray as far as to say that a child might bite a rabbit. I've, you know, I've seen babies bite animals before, not saying that they're trying to, you know, devour it like a carnivore, but I've seen it, you know, and so, you know, you can argue that fact, but I don't think that that's something that you can hold a lot of weight on. Um, and as far as the different cultures, I think you're absolutely right. So the reason why these cultures eat the way they eat is because of the subconscious and is because of what they were taught food is, right? Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't take away from the science. It doesn't take away from the statements that many people have made when they said, hey, I tried to not eat meat and everything went haywire for me. So something else that happened to me that I never, uh, I didn't mention on this interview is that in two and a half years, uh, I developed five cavities on a plant-based diet. I hadn't had a cavity since I was like seven. Mm -hmm. And when I was 38, I think is when I started somewhere around there in two and a half years, five cavities. So you could say, well, how do you know it was your diet? But when you look into how cavities are formed, it's a nutrient deficiency. It's also from ultra processed foods. And so one of the things that, you know, a lot of people on a plant-based diet experience is brittle bones, right? And brittle bones, they break, you know, a lot of people break their, their legs, their arms, they have brittle bones, but brittle bones and cavities have, they're the same. It's a lack of nutrients. And so, you know, that's what I'll say to that. It's like, you can't deny certain facts uh, when it comes to uh, experience, right? And experience makes the greatest impact doesn't matter what you say. If somebody was, was, was held at gunpoint, they might be looking over their shoulders for the rest of their life because that's an experience that they had, right? And so <clears throat> to the, the societal aspect, I would say it's just based upon, uh, um, you know, society. When you talk about facts, there's a guy called Mike Fremont mm -hmm. who I don't know if he's dead but he was 104 the last time I checked. And at 70 years old, he went vegan. Um, now, the fact is he went vegan. I very much doubt he'd lie about it um, to gain attention at that age. He's probably <laughs> in the most vulnerable age bracket that you can possibly be. 
Um, you know, from 70 to 104, that's 34 years vegan. Um, he obviously didn't have brittle bones or whatever. So talking of facts without sounding, you know, what, what would you say to these thriving vegans who, you know, I meet people day in, day out. I meet people who are 70, they look 52. Their skin's amazing. Um, not one person I've met has ever said, um, tell a lie, there has been, but, you know, people that I know personally, no one's ever said that they're deficient or lacking in anything. Uh, a lot of people I know are very health conscious, so they get their blood tests done on a regular basis. Um, what would you say to these people? I mean, like I said before, you know, we can go back and forth and say, you know, the science says this and whatever else, but why does science not, why does that science not relate to these people who are thriving, uh, including myself? Well, I mean, I'll say there's a couple of things. I'm doing some research now on um, blood type. Um, and I think there's something to blood type and diet. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I won't really talk much on that because I don't have any, you know, hardcore evidence. But I think blood type has something to do with why some people are heavily affected more than others because the guy who was 70 and you know died at 100 and something that's a fact right you can't you know it's his fact at least like you said we don't know if he lied or not but let's just say he did not right it's a fact um and like you said there's plenty of people who have been plant-based for a long time and they're fine but at the end of the day the opposite happens. At the end of the day, people go on a plant-based diet, they're not eating a whole bunch of junk, and their body deteriorates. And so I can't necessarily answer that question because clearly there's some dynamic going on there, right? Um, my, my stance is this. If something's working for you, I love it. Like, if something's working for you, I'm all for it, but I, I know my experience and I know, you know, thousands of other people's experience. Like I have a, um, a post on my page. It's pinned at the very top. I have a blue shirt on. Um, and I'm, I asked the question, you know, if, uh, if you try to plant-based diet and your health declined comment, and there's hundreds of comments of people literally saying the exact same thing. These are random people. Most of them, probably almost none of them know each other. They live in yeah. all countries, not just the US, they're in the UK, they're all over the place. And they're all saying, hey, I tried it for a year, two years, five years, seven years, you know, a few months, and my health deteriorated. So there's something there, right? Um, and so, like you said, we can, throw in the science and we can go back and forth and say, well, what about this and what about that? But I think at the end of the day, if something is working or it works for you, I'm all for it. Well, let, you me, know? let me tell you why I think that is. I think the reason that I feel good and the reason that a lot of people I know feel good and are good and look good and they go to the gym and whatever else, um, they... They put a lot of effort into what they eat. They prep their meals. You know, they'll make sure they're getting all these different vitamins. They'll make sure that they're, um, you know, just just looking after their health in general. People who might be commenting on that post, which I'm guessing 
haven't got the time to prep their meals, look into what they should be eating, having a handful of pumpkin seeds every now and then, um, eating a lot of tofu, eating the greens, getting a whole range of foods in. So obviously, if if you haven't got time and you live in the Western world where it's a lot harder, you know, if they were living in, I don't know, India, where there's a lot of lentils and a lot of plant-based goodness, obviously, it's going to be a lot easier. But, you know, let's just say you, you're, um, you know, you've just got a normal job where you, you haven't got time to cook or whatever. If you nip into the petrol garage and, you know, you want to wrap, it's going to be, I don't know, you might get a flaffle wrap or something. And then if they're in a rush on the night time, they might, you know, nip to Mackey's and have a plant, a muck plant or, you know what I mean? So over the course of time, if you don't look after your health, I think you're going to run it, run into problems. Um, and that's the same, you know, with if I was eating meat, you know, I'm, eventually you're going to run into a lot of issues. Um, and the majority of people, I'm not saying that you can't eat meat and live a, a long, happy life, uh, but, you know, the majority of people with health issues, when they start occurring at 50, 60, um, they eat meat. But I can't see anyone in my wide circle that, that has had these problems from, from being plant-based. But mm-hmm. we'll just obviously keep going back and forth, you know, talking about that. Um, so let's talk about morality. So if I was to say to you, Kevin, there is solid evidence here that if you eat a wide range of foods, you're going to be a lot healthier, a lot better off, or even exactly the same as if you ate a predominantly meat diet. Mm-hmm. In terms of morals, would you say, okay, it's 50-50, there's no difference at all. I can be healthy in uh, plants, I could be healthy in meat. Would you choose plants in order for the suffering of animals to stop or at least be drastically reduced? So I would say no, uh, and here's why. Uh, if the grocery stores went away today, mm-hmm. right, you couldn't get like you said, pumpkin seeds and all the different uh, variety of nutrients from plants, right? Um, You can raise some livestock like our forefathers did, right? Our great grandparents, they had chickens and cows and goats and milk and cheese and all that stuff, butter. You can go back to doing that. In the wintertime, you still can go outside and grab some eggs and uh you know the same thing you can do in the summertime right when it comes to plants the variety that you're talking about drastically reduces because you you can't get uh uh mangoes in the winter time you can't get uh a lot of plants in the winter time because it's not where you live right the other thing is when it comes to ethical, you know, when it comes to saying, uh, you know, the, the companies are treating these plants, I mean, these animals a certain way. Well, if you look at uh, industrial farming, right? Industrial farming, and I'll say this, I believe that all life has feelings, right? All, all life has some type of intelligence. And so whether it's an animal or a plant, when you pull it from the root 
when you chop it, when you cook it, I believe, that's my opinion. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I believe there is no difference between killing an animal and killing a plant, right? You really um, believe that. I really believe that. There is intelligence in life. It doesn't matter whether it's a fish, whether it's an algae in the bottom of the ocean. It's intelligent life. And I believe that there's some feelings there. There's some... There's an intelligence. We can see mushrooms, the intelligence in mushrooms. We can see the intelligence in a lot of uh, organisms. Agreed. And so that's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last point is when you look at industrial agriculture, right, as as vegans, they say, well, you know, stop killing the animals, right? But if you look at a statistical data, there are so many snakes, rabbits, gophers, deers, uh, bees, birds, and I can keep going, that are slaughtered. Some intentional and some intentional. Mm-hmm. Poison, shot, right? Mm-hmm. For farming, right? And so when you want to say ethics, right, you can't go all the way to the top and ignore. And I'm not saying that that's what you're doing, but there's a lot of people who you know, they talk about it from that standpoint. And when you bring, when I bring this topic up, I said, well, what about all the innocent animals that are slaughtered on purpose for agriculture? Do we not care about them? What's the difference there? What do you say to that? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because that's a topic that I've looked into lately. Um, and obviously, we all know that vegans are not going to sit here and say, we're perfect. We're not going to sit here and say, um, I didn't drive over a hedgehog um, you know, the other week, or not that we did intentionally anyway. So just by living, harm is caused. Just by, um, you know, just as humans are incidentally killed in the construction industry or the transport industry or whatever. So by the same, by that logic, you've got to kind of, you're basically saying that all deaths are the same, and that probably links to the mushroom intelligence comment as well. Uh, But it's just not true. Um, Number one, I would kill a human if I had to. Um, I wouldn't want to, but if I had to, I would, Um, especially if they were threatening my food supply. So let's just say there's a zombie apocalypse and my neighbor is trying to get into my house to steal my food supply. I would shoot the neighbor um, if I had a gun. Um, But that doesn't mean that it's okay to just go around killing people. Similarly to how, like, you know, you're driving around on the road and... I see a dog and I swerve and I run the dog over and you say, oh man, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? And I say, well, dogs get killed all the time. You know what I mean? Dogs get hit all the time. Cats get hit all the time. Um, and one, one comparison I made last week was if you looked over the garden fence and I was chopping up a dog into little pieces and putting him on the barbecue and the dog was squealing um, before he died, obviously, you would say, oh, what are you doing, man? You, you can't. You can't kill a dog. And I say, well, you you just trod on a worm. While, while you were doing your gardening, you trod on a worm. You can't compare treading on a worm to chopping up a dog. You know what I mean? It's just it's just mad. Um, so, well, it depends on where you live. Uh, well, let's just talk about the, the Western world, man. Like, it, it's, you, you can't do it. Um, and at least the Chinese are consistent. You know, the, the Chinese will say, I don't give a fuck about a pig. I don't give a fuck about a chicken and a dog. I'll skin the dogs alive, boil them. Whereas 
the meat eater in the West is very picky with what they do. So, for instance, if I stabbed a horse in the throat, you would be like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? Do you know what I mean? But it's okay to do it to a cow. So, at least in the East, they are consistent. So, you, you can't compare incidental deaths to direct massacres. You know what I mean? I mean, the, 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 the animal industry is barbaric. It, you wouldn't want your, your, your kid to, to watch um, what goes on in a gas chamber, for instance. Um, you would much rather your child watch a combine harvester uh, plowing through a field. Um, and also, I don't think that it's as bad as people say. Number one, there's not enough evidence to compare, um, you know, wild fields to crop fields. Um, it's just an estimate. And, you know, for instance, mice, they, the mice have got great hearing. They use their ears to get away from predators. So, you know, in the production of crops, I can't really see... Uh, mice running into the direction of a, a combine harvester. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I just think it's you can't compare gas in a pig, you know, to to to, to bugs dying in, in a in a in a crop field. Um, it's just it's just crazy. Um, now, why why would you say you can't compare it though? Because you because <clears throat> once again, that's an opinion, right? So that's is. your opinion. It's other people's opinion, yeah. but. Uh, but we agree. So, so, so the difference is that we agree. So, I'll give you an example. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, if I trod on a, a worm, none of us would really give a shit. I didn't mean to do it. I wouldn't do it intentionally. But it's, you know, what I mean, it's not the same as, 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 for instance, sticking a knife in an animal's neck. Um, but also, you would agree with me that it's wrong to do so, because we're not violent people. You know, we're not. We're not, we're not bad people. We don't go around killing animals. But the meat eater will say, that's not okay, but it is okay to do it to the ones that taste good. Do you know what I mean? So our morals are pretty much the same across the board. Um, you know, it's not like you're sitting there saying, I don't give a fuck about anything. I'll kill a dog. I'll kill cats. I'll stamp on mice. You know what I mean? It's, we, we kind of agree up until the point of where an animal tastes good. Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. So do you agree that agricultural farming, industrial farming, it's uh, invading or disrupting nature from the standpoint of where trees, grass, land was, mm -hmm. you're going into a territory that was inhabited by animals, right? and forcing them out of their natural habitat so that you can farm and produce crops. Now, remember, grocery stores didn't exist before a certain period. Mm -hmm. Most people had their own land and they had their own animals and they planted their seasonal crops in whatever form or fashion that they did, right? So the balance of death to, from the standpoint of crop death, was way less. People have been killing animals for foods for eons, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying is, you know, when you look at the ideology behind saying, you know, it's not intentional, it's necessary. Because that's kind of what you're saying. You're saying that it, it's not intentional, it's necessary. But yeah. there's no, to me, 
there's no difference from a necessary standpoint when it comes to uh, uh, industrial farming for agriculture and industrial farming for meat. It's, it's two spectrums, but they're doing the same thing. Well, first of all, um, 10 times as much land is needed. Um, I've actually written down the stats in the US. Um, 9.5 billion, sorry, 77.3 million acres uh, is for plants directly. And a combined 127 and 654 million acres is for pasture and animal feed. So that means that one-tenth or one-ninth, I could be wrong, um, is used for plants. So so veganism is all about minimization. So it's not saying I'm perfect. It's not saying, right, we Correct. need to eat. We need to eat. We've got mm -hmm. to eat. We could, you could sit there and say we don't need to eat. Okay, we'll all just die. Okay, to survive and thrive and build a civilization and to keep moving forward, we've got to eat and produce food for the people. So mm -hmm. if it's my children, I haven't got children, but when I do have children, or if I do, I choose a few, I choose a few uh, mice or rodents or whatever to die instead of our, our, you know, our children in the future. So you, you, there's got to be a point where we've grown up and say, okay, we can't minimize all suffering, uh, but to, to gas billions and billions of little sentient pigs to death just so someone can have a bacon sandwich, I think that's a lot different, man. Well, you know, once again, it's, it's choice, right? We're choosing on what we think is important versus non-important, right? Uh, at the end of the day, something has to die in order for us to eat, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of what's choice. But in the future, that will come, you know what I mean? In the future, um, we'll, you can't solve all the, the problems at once. You've got to kind of do it bit by bit. So if we want to minimize suffering, you know, um, vertical farming will come in the future. So it makes sense to, okay, let's stop gassing pigs. Let's stop, let's stop chopping cows up. Let's and do it bit by bit. You know what I mean? You're not going to solve the whole issue. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, I understand what you're saying. I just think for me, this is a new age thing. For me, it's a, it's an agenda that's being pushed, uh, and is being forced upon some people. Uh, the state of New York is pushing a plant-based initiative and they're forcing people to there. There is in the schools in certain states is being forced upon people. Right. And personally, I think it's a disguise for something else. I'm not saying that veganism or plant-based is wrong from the standpoint of just to say it's wrong. If it, I believe it's a choice. If you choose to do it, I'm all for it. But I think the problem comes in where we start forcing the ideas on people and where we start saying, you know, like you said, it's a lesser evil. Okay, way less animals die when you eat plants, but at the end of the day, you're still killing animals. So I think it's a perspective and I think it's a new age ideology that's being forced upon people. And ultimately, if it's your choice, I'm fine with it. But when it's forced upon people, that's where I have a problem. Just to go back onto the the the, the animal thing, before I get back onto the, the brainwashing and whatever, the, the, the agenda, um, it's like, again, you can't compare 
an, incident, an incidental death or an accidental death to a direct death. It's just, it's just, it's just nuts. You know what I mean? It's, it's like me saying, um, it's like me uh, stabbing a horse to death, like I've said, and then you saying you can't do that, and then saying, yeah, but come on, man, like you know, animals, animals die anyway. You know what I mean? Or you could, you could again say about the humans. You know what I mean? Oh, humans die all the time, man. Why can't I do this? It, it, it it's just not an argument for me. Um, on to the agenda thing. What what do you mean by they're pushing it? So you have said that they've put it into schools. They want um, children to eat more plant based, and I have I have seen some footage of that where, like in India, they've they, they've they've turned certain universities completely vegetarian and things like that. I think they've done it in England as well, in Cambridge or Oxford or something. So I, I do understand that you know the, this is going on, but. I know what you mean. We probably agree on a lot of things to do with conspiracies, um, shall mm-hmm. I say, and you know what the elite push and how everything is um, is corrupt and whatever else. But I just can't see veganism being being the one. Uh, I don't. I mean, there's big companies profiting profiting off it, and there is adverts everywhere, and there's a lot of people talking about it. But I just can't see how it's um, an evil agenda. I, I can't see how. I mean, Bill Gates has invested in Beyond Meat. He probably sees a plant-based future. He probably thinks I'm going to earn a couple of quid uh, and put loads of shit in people's plant burgers and whatever. But in terms of, you know, the the, the studies coming out now on on plant-based diets and and everything else, pushing it on kids is it's not something that I, I mean, <laughs> if they were pushing drugs on kids or whatever, I'd be like, you know, what's going on here? But it's just a, a change in diet that a lot of people believe to be healthier. Uh, what other what other types of, of, of um, pushing it, pushing the, the, the agenda have you, have you come across? Because I haven't seen any of it. Mainstream mainstream TV, I haven't seen anyone on the plant-based side. It's always attack the vegan. The vegan's crazy, you know what I mean? And I do believe that the people on TV are controlled, they're puppets, they're, they're told what to say. I haven't seen any of it. Yeah, um... So going back to the reason why I'm calling it an agenda is because twofold. So like I said earlier, mangoes don't grow in the wintertime. If the grocery store goes away, there's a lot of people who eat a plant-based diet that will have a problem, right? Um, so it's, it's not natural. Not natural as in nature, but it's not natural as in without certain props it's very difficult to maintain right and so it's it's new age meaning that this is something that's being pushed through magazines through televisions through politics that it's a a new thing not that veganism hasn't been around but it's a new thing that's being pushed on the masses and people are being subconsciously told or programmed to believe that it's a for all by all diet and so like i told you earlier there's thousands and thousands of people who said when they tried it it affected them in a negative way so to say i'm going to do this for all students well what if that's the only meal a poor kid who who parents are, are either on drugs or they don't have enough money or it's a single parent or whatever the case is what if that's the only meal a kid who will be affected in a negative way uh when they consume the plants 
what if that's the the, the supposed to be the most nourish, nourishing meal for that plant? I mean, for that kid, and now they're being affected neg- negatively. So that's kind of, you know, what I mean by that. I'm not saying once again that it's wrong from the standpoint of nobody should do it. I believe it's a choice. If you choose to do that, great. But I don't think that it's right to force it or put it in a position where you have no choice because it, at the end of the day, it is a fact that people are affected in a negative way. Not everyone, but there are people who are affected in a negative way. And that's the problem that I have. Well, funnily enough, I remember being at, being at school when I was really young, um, one year above nursery, I believe. And they used to bring milk cartons into the, into the school and every, every child would have a little carton of milk which now makes me feel sick, obviously. It's, it's a breast milk of a cow. We won't get into that. But um, it can work in, in both ways, you know what I mean? I mean, when I was at school, I can't remember now what we... It was a long, long time ago, but, you know, there'd be meat. Um, why is it okay to... Why is it, why is it normalised for parents to bring their children up eating meat or putting it into schools or, you know, having a carton of milk and whatever else? Why is that okay, but it's not okay to encourage a plant-based lifestyle which is going to help say save the planet and that's another thing as well do, do you do you think the planet is in trouble do you think it's a hoax it's a hoax is that's it? my opinion i think global yeah. warming and the agenda is a hoax if you really look that's another thing like i said you can you can find anything you want to find on the internet right but if you really dig into the backing and who's behind it when it was first uh, brought to the scene, the fund, the funding, uh, it's not what people think it is. And that's my opinion based upon some of the things that I've looked into. Uh, I think there's a there's a, another agenda behind it. But that's just my opinion. Mm. I know what you mean because people do look into all this Bill Gates uh, business, you know, and say, well, they're pushing these plant burgers and whatever else. But, you know, where, where there's billionaires, there's clever people who can foresee a certain future because that's why they're billionaires, you know what I mean? So I just think that if the likes of Bill Gates or all these organizations that have got involved with these products, they have obviously got involved because of money for, for a reason to earn another billion dollars or whatever else. Um, but if that was the case, if they did do it as an agenda to everyone's got to stop meat, everyone's got to eat these products, I think we'd hear about it a lot more on the mainstream. Um, I don't watch mainstream myself, but the ones that, the, what, what I do watch is the ones where vegans are actually on these talk shows and they're being hounded by what are called the puppets. So we'll agree to disagree. But it, it, it goes both ways and th- there's a lot of mainstream that's doing the opposite. There's a lot of mainstream that's, you know, beating people over the head and saying you're wrong because you eat meat. Uh, so it goes both ways. Well, yeah, it does. What, what do you think they've got to gain out of pushing um, plant-based products, knowing that a lot of people are not going to eat them anyway? Because I eat probably one a week, um, which is a lot healthier, in my opinion, than eating KFC two times a week. You know what I mean? So not everyone eats them. And, and you know, that people keep talking about this fake meat and fake meat. It's like... It's not a thing. It's just, it can be if you want it to be. Um, if you want to eat that every day, you can. If you want to fall for the 
you know, these big companies trying to make money fall for it. But I don't think that's the... What do you think they've got to gain from pushing a plant-based future? So when you look at agriculture and factory uh, manufacturing as a whole, it is a lot quicker, simpler, and cheaper to manufacture plants, right? There's a lot more money to be made, especially when you can add chemicals to it, byproducts and things that are supposed to be thrown in the trash, but instead of throwing it in the trash, you convince uh, uh, the politicians to take a small amount, divide it up, and put it in food. And then you convince people that it's safe to eat. So just the ideology behind that alone is crazy in itself. But it's, it's about money. It's, it's, it's cheaper to harvest plants, to make plants, to factory manufacture plants than it is to, to do livestock. And so there's a lot more money to be made. And that's why I believe it's being pushed the way it's pushed. It's, it's, it's another agenda. Mm-hmm. Do you, I, I, I agree to a certain extent, do you know what I mean? I do agree that where if, if, if these big corporations can push something a little bit more just to get a bit more money and shape the future a little bit, I, I do think it will happen. I'm quite open-minded and I do agree to a certain extent. But do you not think, you know, the last 15 years since veganism has climbed massively, it's more so due to people being able to see what goes on in slaughterhouses and cruelty to animals being... Um, being accessible on the internet you know what i mean so 20 years ago no one would have saw it so that's why there were less vegans do you not think that's why no i think it's uh netflix and movies like what the health and forks over knives and people having access to these apps that are sharing the content and pushing the information and the companies who are behind it right and so i think the reason why plant-based and veganism is on a rise is literally because of these programs. And that's what they are. People make documentaries, they get funded, and millions and millions of people watch these documentaries and they make a conscious decision based upon something that was fed to them, which is not entirely the full spectrum. Because when you're, when you're given a ideology a lot of times we forget about other things that uh, we hold to be true and we just throw it away and we say, oh, I saw this, especially today. You can convince somebody of an ideology in 60 seconds. Literally, that's how it works today. In 60 seconds, if I have the right hook, the right spin, the right tone in my voice i can literally convince somebody of something being true and they believe it here's a prime example there's a a guy i call i call uh them gurus right so internet gurus there's a guy who said two things he said fruits have all the nutrients the human body needs for optimal health and all you have to do is eat fruits and you will be okay. Is that a true statement? No. Fruits? That's a lie. It's a it's a half truth. Mm-hmm. 
But in the comments, people are like, oh, my God, you know, thank you, man. That's, you know, I never thought of it like that. This is better than doctors. There's hundreds and hundreds of comments of people just praising and thanking this guy. But that's a lie, right? The other statement, meat is a complex protein. And meat converts into radical amino acids in the body that goes around and wreaks havoc throughout the body. Is that a true statement? No. See, that's the thing as well. There's a lot of vegans who will be anti, and there's a lot of meaters as well who will be anti-vegan. There's a lot of vegans who will be anti-meat. My view is, look, it's quite obvious that you can live healthily and, mm -hmm. you know, live a long life on both sides of the fence. Um, if I can live in a way that massively reduces the suffering of sentient beings, then why wouldn't you do it? Do you know what I mean? And that leads mm -hmm. me to the next question. Would you, if you came in, this is a little takeaway shop. If you came in for some food um, and you had an hour to, to, to kill, you got, you're not in a, in a rush. And I said to you, okay, I'm going to cook you a tofu curry, but I've got to make it from scratch. I'm going to, um, put as as organic as possible um would you have the tofu curry or would i say right you've got you can have the the uh the ribs you've got an hour so i've got time to kill the pig do what i've got to do you can hear him squeal in the back um would you go for the 10 out of 10 tofu curry or would you wait uh cause the suffering to the pig and happily eat the ribs so i would eat the ribs so, so to put it to put because, it in because i don't i don't I'm, I have an issue with tofu, uh, just the, the, maybe, the tofu, maybe let's just say you've got a 10 out of 10 plant-based dish with all the protein. Um, and obviously you've got the option of killing the animal. Would you kill the animal yourself? Yeah. Um, Why because, because I don't, I don't look at it that way. I grew up, uh, when, uh, when I was young, I was born in Trinidad. Mm -hmm. uh, in the Caribbean, and we had chickens and uh, um, other animals, right? And I grew up seeing, you know, my parents and grandparents. Sometimes I had to go get the chicken, and they would get the chicken, wring the neck, chop the neck, put it in the hot water. I would help pull the feathers off. That was normal to me, right? Mm -hmm. And so now that I understand what I understand, um, and I, I have a choice, right? Because that's literally, that's what you asked me. You, you you gave me a choice. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I would wait for the hot ribs. Yeah. Or yeah. I would help you. I respect the answer. Uh, my point is, though, you're not, you're not that person anymore. I don't think you're, I really don't think that you're just, you know, you, you're, you're obviously a nice bloke, you know, you, You've obviously um, got, got a set of friends around you. You go to work. You're a normal person. You're not a savage. You don't go out on the streets killing animals anymore. Uh, am I right yeah. in saying that you do buy it from a supermarket? Mm -hmm. um, so it doesn't kind of align with who you are. So I understand that you were brought up in this culture um, of, you know, animals just being, you know, whatever. Uh, someone could come from another country and say it was normal for us, not us, it was normal for people to rape other people or it was quite normal for us to to kill someone over a bit of drugs or whatever. So mm -hmm. we're at a point where we're in this modern world. It's 2023. 
you're mm-hmm. obviously not a violent savage. Um, it just doesn't add up anymore. I just can't see how people can carry on old school traditions when it goes against our, our, our ethics. And I'll give you an example. There's a video, you've probably seen it, loads of videos actually saying uh, faith restored in humanity, where humans will go out of their way and put their own lives in danger to save animals out of empathy. So, but then these same people will then go home and have a lamb sandwich. Um, I saw one the other day of a, a bloke in the US. I think it was, uh, I don't know, it was it was cold, man. The, the lake was freezing. And he's got in the lake and to rescue a dog. Um, but it, it doesn't add up. It, it, there needs to be like a consistent level of empathy in my eyes. You know what I mean? Do you not agree? Yeah, I just, I think, you know, to, to compare the two, to me, I think that's where I have a problem. I have a problem when you put them side by side, but they don't really go together. I think that they need to be in their own space and spectrum because like you said, it is new, right? And we do have choices, but I believe the reason why we're thinking that way is because someone at some point put that influence in our head to say, okay, this is old and this is new. And because this is new, this is how we're all supposed to think. And that's where I have the problem because just because it's new doesn't mean that it's for everyone. And just because it's new doesn't mean that it's not ethical or doesn't mean that it's not right. It's a new age of thinking. Have you seen the um, the TV series American Gods? Have you heard of that? I haven't, mate. No, no. No, it's old. It came out... Oof. Uh, a while a while ago, some years ago. I don't want to put a, a timestamp on it, but maybe like 2015. Yeah. Um, and it's the premise of it is the mythological gods like uh, Thor and Loki and uh, um, you know some of those uh, gods. There's old gods and new gods, and the old gods are some of the ones that I just named. And then the newer gods are technology, information, uh, um, the all-seeing eye, stuff like that, right? And the old gods are fighting to stay relevant. But when you look at the concept of what's going on, the new gods are the ones that's doing all the evil, chaotic, wicked stuff, right? And the new gods, I mean, the old gods are doing things to stay uh, uh, relevant in the hearts and the minds of people. And so I think that's kind of what we're dealing with. I think we're dealing with new created logic and understanding, and it's being forced upon everyone, but it's not, you know, it's, it's disguised as ethical. But when you really look at it, right? To go back to something we were talking about earlier, when you look at farming, right, to say, you're, you know, it's the lesser evil, right? But you're going into farming knowing ahead of time that you're disrupting all these animals who were there before you came. But you're saying that it's 
it's not really intentional and they might get in the way and stuff like that. But really, it is intentional because it's a conscious decision. You knew going in prior when you cut down those trees and you harvest, you know prior when you plant those crops, those same animals are going to come back because they've been living there for years and they're going off of instincts and they're going to come back to that spot. And then when you start harvesting or when you start shooting and doing different things, spraying stuff to, to harm them, it's intentional. So for me, I'm looking at it like it's no different. It's the same. It's just a different logic. And you're, you're, we're looking at it like lesser, but there's no difference. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand that we've gone back to the crop deaths and that. And I understand that there is harm caused it's not you know that's everyone would admit that you know what i mean and every vegan who wants to reduce suffering would admit that um but like i said you know i'm not going to stop driving to work to provide for a family knowing that i might run over a pigeon or something you know what i mean so i just think and many others would agree there's just a massive difference between you know a few insects dying or whatever compared to putting something with the same intelligence as a dog into a gas chamber, gas chamber so that it dies from the inside from a CO2. It's just, it's just, it, it, it can't, you can't compare the two. I, um, and you will, then you'll turn around and say, you know, it's just down to, down to opinion and, and it's subjective morality and all that. But mm-hmm. you know, and I know that if there was a pig or an insect, you would want the insect to die first. Um, unfortunately, death has to occur. You know what I mean? So, it, to, to compare an incidental death to a direct death, I just can't. Um, I mean, where does the line end? I mean, if I was to say to you, okay, um, let me ask you a question: are, are you saying that accidentally running over a squirrel, a pigeon, a snake in the road? is the same as accidentally killing animals during harvest uh say it again sorry accidentally killing the the uh snakes or yeah like say you're driving down the road and you accidentally run over something right yeah are you saying that that's the same as you know animals who get slaughtered during harvest for crops uh i'd say it's the same yeah because we 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 it's human activity so we can happily just sit down, sit down in this room now, and just sit there until the end of time and cause no harm to no one. That we've got to be grown up somewhere and say, look, we've got to progress as a society. So surely mm-hmm. we need to. There's got to be some sacrifice. Um, just like you know, just like the World Cup um, a few years ago. Was it last year? Qatar. Um, humans died in in the in the construction industry in Qatar. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. Obviously, we know that it's not ideal, but it, it happens. It, it does happen. But we can't then say, okay, we're going to stop building. You know, we, we're going to stop all construction around the world to save humans. Death is, it's a natural thing. But to reduce the suffering um, is where vegans, um, vegans stand. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's where it is. It's, it's the minimization of suffering. Uh, otherwise, there'd be no line. It'd be like, okay, I'm going to go and volley a dog in the head just because someone has trod on an ant, you know what I mean? So there's, there's got to be a line somewhere. And I know that the line with meat eaters stops at where they taste good for me um, and a lot of other people. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
I hear you. I just think that the logic, to me personally, it's a biased logic. I think that, you know, it's intention. Farming is intentional. Shooting animals, and that's what happens on some agricultural lots. We'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. You know what I mean? Like, so, like I said, all problems can't be solved at once. Um, right. So I don't think that there's a difference. I believe plants are living organisms, and when you harvest them, you're you're killing a live a living organism. I don't think. Children? I do. Young. Eighteen. Eighteen or not, five, six, whatever. Would you, would you would you would you put your child in front of footage of a carrot getting sliced mm-hmm. uh, as you would put them in front of footage of a cow getting tossed upside down by a machine, mm-hmm. seeing its eyes fill with tears because it's absolutely terrified, and sticking a, fr- um, a knife in the throat and letting it bleed mm-hmm. out? We- would you say that that carrot footage is the same as the cow footage? Okay, so let's let's think logically, right? So what you're talking about is industrial farming, right? And that's the problem. And, Not is it ninety six percent of all ad- animal agriculture in the U.S. is factory farming? There's only a very very small percentage. It's a high number, and that that's very... even inten- that's even intentional. But that's another topic. Mm. But. Um, if you if you're, you're talking about industrial farming and ideology on how things have changed, right? So, I grew up seeing animals slaughtered personally, right, by by my parents. Yeah. And but comparing that to agriculture farming is not the same, right? Now, here's what I mean by that: in 1920, right. If you had the same conversation with somebody, would you ask them that question? Uh, when, sorry? In, in 1920. Yeah. And you were having a conversation with somebody. Would you ask them that question? Or what do you think that they would say to that question? Well, times have changed, man. Um, the, the, and that's the whole point of, of the whole vegan movement. It's, it's we, We're not in those times anymore. You know what I mean? It, well, there's a re- the reason why I'm asking is because it's an ideology. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're right. Times have changed. But what I'm saying to you is in 1920, children saw that every single day. They saw their parents kill the cows and the chickens and the goats and, and, and everything else. That was that was necessary. And it's, it was a way of life. So do you think we're at the pinnacle of human discovery? So like everything that is happening right now is that's it it's perfect so so for instance the slave trade or whatever else so anything that happened within the slave trade if someone turned around and said that's wrong and someone said oh no we've always been doing this you know what i mean it's it's, it's the way mm-hmm. things are it's the it's i've saw it i've saw slavery since i was young you know what i mean it's 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 normal to me there had to be someone stand up to put an end to this you know what i mean so that's just one example so do you think right now we're at the pinnacle of human discovery you think that right now is Everything's perfect. We'll always eat animals. It's the way it's always been. No, because I can see where where this uh, is going, which I call it an agenda. I can see where this is going. You and I know I'm a history buff. I've done some some serious digging, and not just uh, on the internet, but reading 
literature from archives and uh, 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 universities and things like that. And I believe, like you said, things change, right? Slavery, industrialism, farming, everything's moving in a certain direction. And probably in another 100 years, maybe 50 years, there's going to be way less meat consumption Good. and way more plant consumption. Yeah. And people are going to be, like I said, there's two perspectives. You have people who have been negatively affected by it and people who say, I have no problem. And there's going to be now. Now, let's 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 tackle something. And I want to make sure that I, I say this before we get off. If you look at heart attacks, mm -hmm. liver disease, cancer, uh, strokes, you name it, it's been on a rise. It's at an all-time high, right? Since when? 1920? Processed 1930? Food. Processed foods, yeah. right? And so if you understand that correlation, the problem isn't meat. And I know that's not where, you know, why we're, we're having this dialogue, because I, I think you understand that portion of it, that processed foods is really the problem, mm -hmm. right? When you look at that standpoint, more people today, this is a fact, more people today are eating plants than ever before, right? More people today are doing, doing that. But is cancer, heart attacks, and everything else still not on a rise? You see what I'm saying? And so, so the, the, and I'll say this last thing, the people who are responsible for the processed foods, right, they're still making it. Mm -hmm. So if, if I believe if, if there's something that really should be outraged and we should really be focused on is not whether or not people are eating meat, but we should be outraged and beating down doors to stop these companies from making processed foods because that's the problem. I, I do agree to a certain extent and, um, you know, health is a big thing for me and what I try and help people with and whatever else. I do agree that people need to stop eating shit. Um, and I'll fight that fight as well, alongside the fight of, you know, stopping billions of animals from, um, you know, living horrendous existences. Um, but I, I do agree, I do agree. And um, it's something that needs to be sorted out, but that's another story. I'd like to come back in six months, if I'm still alive, come back and talk <laughs> about vitamins, talk about, um, and and focus on the agenda part of, of, of you know, what you, where you think things are being pushed I can look into it, mate, and we can uh, come back and talk about that. Um, but I was hoping you could convince me to make the switch back because I do miss chicken wings, man. Um, uh, but you haven't done it just yet, but uh, maybe uh, maybe on the next one, man. Yeah, I mean, for me, when I speak, uh, I try to throw certain things out there so people can go and look, look them up, right? Um, for instance... Uh, People use the comparison. They say, well, look at cows, look at gorillas, look how big these, you know, cows, they just eat plants and grass and sheeps and goats. 
and they're big and strong, right? So obviously we should be eating plants so that we can get the proper nutrients to be big and strong. But there's a difference between a cow, a sheep, a deer, a goat Agreed. than a human being, Yeah. right? They're called ruminant animals. They have four stomachs mm -hmm. for a reason. The four stomachs are to break down and, and, you know, penetrate the cell wall of the plant so that they can get nutrients from it. Humans doesn't, we don't have that ability. Mm -hmm. Hence the fact that you said earlier that you have to eat multiple different types of foods, plant foods, in order to get the optimal nutrients that you need, right? So that is a sign that you can't do what a cow do, right? Because if you eat, if you eat grass, you'll die. Mm -hmm. If you just have a diet of eat grass, eventually somebody's going to find you in a corner somewhere and they'll have to take you to the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's one aspect. Go ahead. Were you yeah, I agreed, man. Yeah. And, and like similarly, how people say, you know, look what zebras do, uh, what, look what lions do to zebras in the wild. Uh, exactly the same as that. You're not a lion. You know what I mean? Um, so mm -hmm. people do say that about gorillas and whatever, or strung as an ox. Right. Agreed, man. We're not oxes. We're not gorillas, but we're also not um, massive um, carnivores with big fangs. Uh, but mm -hmm. we'll stop there, man, because <laughs> otherwise we'll uh, be here all day. But, mate, that's been an hour and 45. Um, I didn't mean it to be that long. And I know you're on vacation or holiday, so um, I won't waste any more of your time, man. But, um, but yeah, if you're happy to do another one, man, we can look into a certain topic, especially, yeah, the, sure. especially the, the elites and the agendas, and we can come back. So, so thank you very much, man, and it was a pleasure to meet you. Same here, same here. Yes, it was definitely a pl pleasure. Yeah, man. Yeah, mate, we'll, we'll do it again, and uh, hopefully we can um, turn me back to meat because I, <laughs> I could smash some. <laughs> no, I'm joking, <laughs> man. Thank you, mate. I appreciate it, and uh, enjoy All the rest right. of your holiday. Thank you. All right, thanks. Have a good one. Cheers, man. Take it easy. All right. Bye.